time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Every single week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB. That's what my family, friends, cousins, and neighbors call me, including the IRS. That's right, WB. Join up every week here on this edition of Southern Race Week to bring you the best of short track, super speedway, Indy, it doesn't matter as long as it's got four wheels and it goes real fast. We talk about it right here on this show, radio, podcast, and a whole lot more. But I couldn't do the show without the crew chief, ladies and gentlemen, the producer to the stars. There's my right-hand man, Alpha Hey, Hey, William. Thank you so much. Glad to be back with you again this week. And Yes, as long as the uh, gift certificates to uh, Food Depot to continue to clear, I will not be leaving you to head of the Walt Disney Company, buddy. I, I, something about that Food Depot just makes me just want to stick around. Hey, exactly. this week on uh, Southern Race Week, Albie, yeah. we're going to talk a little NASCAR, fast car, rumors, lies, gossip, and everything else. Plus, we're going to catch up with uh, Justin Ashley, the youngest NHRA top fuel funny car driver, and find out what that guy is all about. He's yeah. 25 years old, man. Wow. 25 years old driving what you, three. What were you doing when you were 25 years old, William? You even remember? I, I, I was driving 120 miles an hour and getting a ticket. Mm. This guy's driving 328 miles an hour and getting a paycheck. Yeah, so well, there's a big difference. And I remember when I was 25, I was laying on my parents' couch watching TV unemployed. So I remember exactly what I was doing for most of the my 25th year of existence on this fine earth of ours. You know, I might have been delivering papers. I mean, I might have been selling newspaper advertising back when I was 25. But anyway, uh, I was covering uh, NASCAR sports back then. But uh, also this week on the show, Alfie, uh, before you and I start talking about NASCAR and uh, you want to bring up some news stories that I broke to you like a month ago, um, we're also going to have Tim Bryant on the show and uh, talk a little Five Flag Speedway. A great show this week. Alfie? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A lot going on on this program uh, this week, William. But uh, before we get into the great interviews, we have coming up so much to discuss. We've got the latest in NASCAR news, William, as the playoffs have officially kicked off for the Truck Series Xfinity and the Cup Series as they head to the historic, as I like to call it last week when we were, where we're talking to uh, the president of, of Darlington Raceway. Uh, I call it the Wrigley Field of NASCAR with uh, Darlington, which was opened in 1950 and has seen a, a lot of history, a lot of great drivers, a lot of uh, Hall of Famers, uh, especially yep. during this uh, throwback weekend, which uh, was really cool. You see all the great uh, schemes, the different schemes of cars uh, in fact, one of my favorite years they did it, uh, the number 43, uh, the King, was out uh, leading the field uh, to start the Southern 500. And apparently he got black flagged because they, he took too many laps. And the, finally NASCAR had to come on and, and tell the King to get off the track because we have a race to get to. 
Looks like he wanted to get out there and race with these guys. But uh, so much fun uh, for Throwback Weekend. This is Sean Langdon, driver of the DHL Top Field Dragster, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, everyone, welcome to this edition of Southern Race Week. As always, we like to tell you, anytime you're tuning in, you can expect the fastest uh, racing information and news. And no, we don't go by the top five scores, the who's in the points, and this, any other. We bring the interesting facts, the interesting sides of racing that you maybe didn't know. Like, who is the youngest Top fuel funny car driver in the NHRA right now. Well, he's on the old Food Depot Zoom hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Justin to the show. Justin, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. That was an awesome introduction. I like that. Well, you know, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the future superstar, the whole series is waiting and resting on your success, man. You are the future of NHRA. How does that feel to be the youngest top fuel funny driver and racing against champions after champions after champions that, that are in that whole division, man? Yeah, for me, it's unique. Uh, I'm definitely young. But I feel privileged to even have the opportunity to be out there racing in the top fuel class. Uh, I'm racing with some of the guys that are the best in the world. They've been out there doing it for years. Uh, These guys are legends in my mind. I've watched them growing up. So to be able to be there and kind of represent uh, the younger age group, if you will, uh, is a privilege for me and something that I really enjoy doing. Now, Justin, I got to tell you, you know, uh, it's funny. I, I didn't say your last name. Because at the same time I was doing, I was introducing you, I was getting a text message from a friend named Ashley, a country <laughs> music singer. So Justin Ashley's on the old Food Depot Zoom line here talking about drag racing. Justin, um, when we talk about you being the youngest driver, do you mind if we tell folks how old you are? No, go for it. Oh, I'm going to let you go for it. I mean, Oh, man. I'm, uh, I'm definitely not a country music singer, that's for sure. Oh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm 25 years old. 25 years old. Now, now, what, because we have a lot of uh, race fans that, that listen to the show that, you know, would love to get their kids involved in racing. What would you, uh, what piece of advice could you give to a young person or to a parent that is trying to get their kids involved in either drag racing or in motorsports, period? Yeah, I think racing and motorsports in general is really healthy. Uh, and it's a really good sport to participate in from, from your, you know, when you're young. And I think it's a sport that's a family atmosphere. And growing up around it, you can actually learn a lot of life lessons that you can translate from on the track to off the track. And I think in terms of drag racing, probably the best way to get involved is to start in racing in the junior dragster category. For me, that's how I started. I was 11 years old and I went 30 miles per hour, but I was racing against other people. And for me at the time, that was so fast. I felt like I was flying. So I think if, if you want to get involved in motorsports, junior dragsters is probably the best place to start. Okay. Now, um, you know, now going from, you know, then uh, going 30, 40 miles an hour, now you have 11,000 horsepower. I mean, what, what is the, the first time you got into the top fuel and set, by, set with that amount of horsepower? What was your what was your first run that you did versus what you're doing now? You know, how fast did you go the first? Because I'd have been like oh, a, little, a little timid the first time. Yeah, I think the first time I got in the top field dragster was a run that I'll never forget because by the time I finished the run, 
I don't even think I realized what happened. Uh, my mind took so long to actually process what was going on with the car. I just couldn't really catch up to it. So you start there and you're trying to take it one pass at a time and start by going 300 feet, then go 600 feet, then go the full 1,000 feet and try and grasp and just understand how truly violent and powerful these cars are. And now fast forward where I've made probably around 50 laps in the car and it's a totally different ball game. It's amazing how the mind just kind of slows things down. It's still 11,000 horsepower. It's still violent. It's still powerful. But now I'm able to just process things a lot more than I was before and at a lot faster rate. Well, tell us about, because, you know, as you can tell, when I throw out Food Depot grocery store's name a thousand times, we're all about promoting our sponsors here on the show, if you know what I mean. So talk to us about your sponsors and how, how uh, vital they've been to your program. Yeah, our sponsors have been vital. Without them, we would not be in the position we are today. Uh, Chip Lofton and Strutmasters.com has backed me since day one. Uh, they've supported us. They believed in me as a rookie driver and us as a rookie team. And we've also brought on Manscaped, who keeps me trimmed up north and south of the equator. Menards, uh, Auto. <laughs> I was waiting on the Mans. I, I was waiting on the Manscaped. I was just like, I, I'm. I don't know how he wants to position that. <laughs> how do you position Manscaped as a sponsor? I was waiting. Listen, for that. The truth of the matter is, is they're about looking good. And when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you perform good. That's what it's all about. They got me trimmed up and ready to go. Okay, so Manscaped's got you trimmed up, ready to go. And Menard's got you ready to go for any kind of a tool or part or text right. or anything else that you might need. Who else is the sponsors for the team, man? Auto Shocker, Kato. Lucas Oil, King Engine Bearings, Justice Brothers, uh, Guard Lab, Sanit, who keeps me safe with their hand sanitizer. Uh, because of all these companies, we're able to go out there and do what we do. Let me ask you, you know, um, with the NHRA, the racing going on, um, you know, how has it been um, not having, doing the races, especially when we first started back up, doing the races and not having the fan interaction in between the rounds? Because I know yeah. with NHRA, it's like, you know, every ticket is a pit pass. It's a, you know, it, it's full access. What's yeah, I think that's, like the, not having? that's the beautiful part about NHRA is under normal circumstances, every ticket is a pit pass. And one of the most enjoyable things about racing is being able to engage with the fans. They're up close and personal with the drivers and up close and personal with the team. So for us, it's been a totally different experience. We've been pre-signing our hero cards. Uh, we've had to maintain six foot of social distancing wear a mask and I'm all for it. Safety first, top priority, but we miss interacting with the fans. That's part of what makes NHRA so great. So we're glad we're able to at least put on a show for some of the fans and be able to at least uh, have the fans experience it on Fox and on TV. But at the end of the day, one of the things that I think as a group, us drivers are looking forward to the most is getting the fans back at the racetrack in full attendance and fully engaged. If y'all just join us here, we've got uh, Justin Ashley uh, racing for the uh, Manscaped sponsored Top Fuel Funny Car uh, and the youngest driver uh, in the series. Um, you know, Justin, um, a lot of people are going to want to, you know, find you, follow you. What is your social platform of choice? So I have a few different ones. I think that the most commonly used one right now is my Instagram. Okay. Uh, you can follow me at the Justin Ashley. 
Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at the Justin Ashley, and you can look me up on Facebook as well uh, at the Justin Ashley. Um, you'll find a lot of really good racing content on there. I'm also a fix and flip real estate investor from, from New York. So you'll also find a lot of uh, real estate fix and flip house, a lot of cool stuff on there as well. Cool beans. All right, Tim. Well, if there's any one thing about you that um, you want race fans to know that outside of racing that you're passionate about, what is it? Man, that's a great question. Uh, I think I'm just passionate about business in general. Uh, like I mentioned, um, you know, I'm a fix and flip real estate investor. I have my own business here and business is something that I studied in college and it's something that I really enjoy doing from a real estate perspective, but also from a marketing standpoint for our race program, because I think that well more than half the battle of actually being out there and racing is the business aspect of it and bringing on marketing partners. So I think that's something that's unique and something that I'm heavily involved in and something that I really enjoy. Well, listen, man, um, you know, during the COVID time, home improvement projects has been the number one gaining, um, I guess you could say division in the world uh, of things that people have been wanting to do because they're spending so much time at home. So do me a favor, hop on your personal jet, bring your team down here and please remodel my kitchen. So my wife will get off my butt. I mean, come on, man, flip this house, make it do it, whatever you want to do. Hey, all right. So if somebody wants to find out more about you, let's step the Instagram page is the Justin Ashley. Yep. The Justin Ashley. All right, then. Well, what's the next race on the schedule for you, there, brother? The next race will be September 25th through the 27th. That'll be in Gainesville, Florida for the Gator Nationals. And I want you to know how disappointed that we are. I have raised Kane, uh, the NHRA, that y'all are not coming to Atlanta. I'm <laughs> so upset because I every year I look forward to that because it's always a great time. Um, and, um, you know, hey, but good luck at the Gator Nationals. Winning that one will be uh, – That'd be, a, that'd be a nice little prize right there to, to say you won the Gator Nationals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Next year, when we're back in Atlanta, we'll have you out to the racetrack. You'll be our guest. Hey, this is Dennis Bickmeyer, president of Richmond International Raceway, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. Hi, race fans. Welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week. Every week here on the show, we like to talk about all forms of racing, and it all starts on the grassroots of the short track super speedways all across the southeast and beyond. And every chance we get to have this, the world-famous track promoter of all promoters, Tim Bryan, on the show. We love to do it. He's on the Food Depot Zoom line. Tim, how are things in Florida today? Man, it's, uh, it's, it's hot. I tell you, it's, this is a great time of year, though. It's cool in the mornings, and it's cool in the evenings, which is when we race here at Five Flag Speedway. But it get, gets a little warm during the day. It's kind of tough on the old track prep crew, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I bet so. I bet so, man. Hey, well, uh, you know, this year has been, uh, been one of the silliest seasons uh, to, for, for racing. Uh, and, but, but thank goodness racing has been the one sport that has been able to come back and bounce back a little quicker and a, and a little easier than some of the other sports. What have you learned, uh, from this 2020 COVID race season? Uh, well, I mean, that's a, that's a tough question to answer WB. It's, uh, uh, it's been a strange year to say the least. Uh, you know, our local minor league baseball team lost their entire season. 
you know, a lot of other activities in our area that have been canceled festivals and, and what have you. And of course, you know, uh, we're fortunate in the state of Florida, we've got a, uh, we've got a governor that kind of gets it. He um, is trying to look out for everybody's well-being, number one, but he's trying to preserve what he can of the economy, number two, and he's letting businesses operate to some degree. That said, I mean, he's leaving it up to the local officials to, to, to make uh, decisions and establish guidelines. Uh, we've raced eight or nine races this year. Uh, we've got three to go prior to the Snowball Derby, including the ARCA Pensacola 200 on October 10th. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're everybody's temperature when they walk in the gate. Uh, we're, we're signing COVID information forms and, uh, that takes a little time where we've hired extra people, uh, to, to, to clean and sanitize right uh, before the race, during the race. And of course, after the race. And so, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're doing our best to try to, try to, uh, cooperate with all the, the right things to do. We, we try to social distance best we can. Um, you know, but, uh, I will tell you, we had, uh, we had an event, uh, the first of August and we always have one every year, right? When school starts where we do a, a $5 night, we have a big demolition derby as part of our race program. And that is typically our largest crowd of the year. And we had a huge crowd that night and, uh, you know, people were, were comfortable. Uh, we did start requiring masks to enter. And, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, we, we, we just don't have the resources to have mass police patrol on the grounds, nor do we think people want that. Um, right. To some degree, we, we kind of want people to, to, to make, make their own decisions, uh, but we, you know, we want them to make smart decisions where they can not only do themselves, but those around them also. So all systems are go. Uh, we've got two big Saturday night races in a row coming up starting this Saturday night. We switched to Saturdays in September, uh, with high school football being so big in our area. We're running our, uh, uh, we call it night of champions. Number one for all of our local divisions this Saturday night. And then, uh, on Saturday night, September 19th, we're going to have a huge late model deal, uh, with the Allen Turner tune up 100 for pro late models. That's their season championship and the deep South cranes 150 for super late models, the blizzard series slash Southern super series, uh, final race here at five flags. So, uh, we're real busy again, the ARCA race coming up the uh, 10th of October. And then, uh, you know, snowball derby is not too far away. If you just join us here, we've got Tim Bryan from five flags speedway down in Pensacola, Florida, talking about the short track race in action and the short track season that we've had this year. Tim, uh, as we get ready to go into the, to the snowball, um, you know, usually at this point in time, uh, I'd be, I'd be bragging and, 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 and telling everybody how you, you got campground sold out. You got this, you got, Hey, you ain't even got a room enough for somebody to buy a golf cart pass, but how is that going to work as far as having fans and, and far as getting camping and everything else? August 1st was our deadline for ticket renewals from last year. Uh-huh. Right now we're proceeding as, as we have in the past. You know, as our, our guidelines loosen up, and certainly we hope by the first weekend of December, maybe there is no guidelines. But, uh, you know, we may be masked up at the Snowball Derby, but ticket sales are going well. Tickets are on sale now uh, to the general public. Campground is uh, is uh, 
I think we still have a waiting list on that. We're finishing up right now on all the renewals to see if we had anything come open. So, uh, you know, entries are, are coming in at a pretty rapid pace. It appears to be, you know, uh, God willing that we'll be able to have a snowball derby like we've had in years past. If anybody is tuning in at Southern Race Week, if this is your first time, you've got to know that we have always been a big fans and, and, and friends of Five Flag Speedway. And uh, we want y'all to go check them out online anytime. Check them out on Facebook and uh, make sure you follow them, make sure you keep up with them. Now, for those uh, fans that, that may not be able to attend the Snowball or Snowflake, are there going to be opportunities, you know, because I know ticket sales are going to go, uh, are there going to be opportunities for us to watch it online this year? Absolutely. Uh, Speed 51, of course, has, uh, has got a new format uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, broadcast programming. Uh, they, just, they started that just, uh, uh, just uh, honestly, just like two weeks ago. And uh, it's, a, it's a much easier to use. It will be a pay-per-view broadcast, but uh, you'll be able to watch the Snowball Derby, uh, you know, on TV. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, th- they do a tremendous job broadcasting the event with multiple uh, cameras camera locations and, and a good broadcast team and they pull out all the stops it's uh it's nothing short of a full-blown network broadcast so we're pretty proud of of the job that they do for us all right and five flag speedway tim bryant uh tim if uh if anybody uh wants to come to the next race that you got coming up uh let's remind them of the next couple of races for the saturdays and septembers at five flag speedway Again, we're racing this Saturday night, September the 12th, a Saturday night, uh, unlike our normal races on Friday night, a Saturday night event here with Outlaws, uh, the Outlaw Division, which has been real popular this year, uh, our Sportsman Pure Stock and Pro Trucks will have their championship races this Saturday night, and then the following Saturday on the 19th, 150 laps for Super Late Models and 100 laps for Pro Late Models, uh, again, that's September 19th. JB, I do want to mention, uh, if I could, uh, some really sad news that we had come out this past week, and that was the loss of the event at Gresham Motorsports Park. We were so looking forward to coming up to GMP, and we were co-promoting a race up there called the Peach State Classic with uh, with Bob Dillner from the Speed 51 uh, team, and uh, uh, you know, all things, the race was originally scheduled for uh, May uh, 17th, I believe it was. And, of course, yeah. you know, COVID kind of interrupted that. We had it rescheduled uh, in October. And uh, um, as, as it turns out, uh, a, what, what bad news that is is because of good news. And that, you know, the reason that we were involved in that event up there was to try to try to bring as we called it, bring Gresham back to life. Jim Gresham is a, a great man, and, and, and he and his family, they build a beautiful facility there and uh, and just uh, sort of tired of running a racetrack, if you would, and, uh, you know, had the thing on the market for sale. So we wanted to try to help him get it back in circulation and, mm. uh, you know, maybe uh, be able to, to remarket the track. Well, guess what? Somebody's come along and there's a contract on the track as we speak. Uh, so uh, I didn't want a, a, a race event to have any bearing on the outcome of that purchase. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hey, don't forget, race fans, every single week in and week out, we want you to tune in to Southern Race Week on our radio stations all across the southeast and beyond. But we want you to make sure that you take time to tune in, like us, and love us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Southern Race Week, and on Twitter at SRW Radio. Alfie, tell them about the Twitter, man, and tell them about the email. That's right. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at SRW – or no, no, that's – 
that's Southern Race Week. You can follow them. That's at, Southern uh, Race Week. That's yeah. you too. Yeah. That's oh yeah, you that's true. That's true. Uh, Alfie underscore nineteen is my Twitter handle at WB Radio Network. Is William? Don't forget that you can always email me if you're a short track driver or someone looking to get some uh, publicity. Maybe you want to get on the show to talk about what you got going on. You can always email the show at srwradio at yahoo.com. So feel free to reach out to us there. And also the podcast, available usually every Monday, depending on my schedule is sometimes. Sometimes it's Monday, sometimes it's Tuesday, normally maybe on a Wednesday. But more, let's say about 75% of the time it'll be on a Monday. It'll be available for you on uh, the fine podcast networks of iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So you can go there. Just go to the search, type in Southern Race Week. Like us, subscribe to us, check out all our past programs from season one and some of our great interviews that we have done as well. All that, as I mentioned, on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud there. William. Hey, real quick, Alfred, got to thank the folks from Food Depot Grocery Stores. Got to thank Justin Ashley uh, with the Manscaped-sponsored Top Fuel Funny Car. That's right, Manscaped-sponsored Top Fuel Funny Car. And also thank Tim Bryant from uh, Five Flags Speedway for being on the show this week. Don't forget, y'all find us, follow us, love us, and make sure you're right back here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Oh, but you're here an hour earlier. Until then, I'm WB. I'm Alfie. We'll see y'all.